0: And what is up everybody? Welcome into today's edition of the Jim Bratton Sports Podcast. I hope you all are having fantastic Thursdays so far. And what I'm going to be getting into today is one of the, in my opinion, one of the most undercovered happenings that's going on in the sports world right now, and that is college baseball. And for those of you who may not be familiar with what's going on in the world of college baseball right now, uh, the NCAA tournament is going on right now, and We have just wrapped up the regional tournaments over the last week. And this coming weekend, starting tomorrow, we are going into the Super Regionals. And so what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to sort of be recapping the regionals and giving a preview of what i expect will happen in the super regionals and of course give my predictions on those matchups but uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with the way college baseball structures its postseason play uh, They start out with a feel It's sort of like basketball to an extent. Only there's obviously not as many games during the course of March Madness as there is to the college baseball tournament. But they start out with 64 teams. They move them into regions of four teams apiece. And the top 16 seeds, according to, I guess, the committee for the NCAA baseball tournament, and they go by the rankings, obviously, and the committee decides who the top 16 seeds are and those 16 teams have the opportunity to of course host a region so for example I know a lot a lot of you out there know this obviously but the number one overall national seed in This year's tournament was, of course, the was and is, of course, the Tennessee uh, Baseballs, as they call them. And so Tennessee was able to host a region tournament in Knoxville. So there's obviously the home field advantage aspect that goes into all of that. Having said all that, let me get into uh, breaking down these regions and explain exactly how the 16 teams that came out of those regional tournaments were able to make it into this weekend's Super regionals. And uh, I'm going to start with the baseballs right off the bat. Uh, Of course, as I mentioned, Tennessee hosted a region as the number one overall seed. They outlasted uh, Alabama State, Campbell, and Georgia Tech. And it was really thrilling into the Georgia Tech series, I guess, because the way the regional tournaments work is it's a double elimination format. So in the quote-unquote championship game, if Tennessee were to lose the game that, of course, Sunday night they ended up winning, They would have had to turn around on Monday and play again. That was not the case as Tennessee outlasted Georgia Tech. And listening to that game on the radio uh, that night, I was a a little nervous about it because during the last half inning, I think their pitcher, Redmond Walsh, kind of struggled with finding the strike zone and left a few too many runners on base Then, ideally I would have let anybody would have liked. So that was a little scary, but Redmond Walsh and the Vols were, were able to pull away from Georgia Tech and hold on to, I believe, a 9-6 victory to move into the super-regional round. And speaking of the super-regional round with the Vols, They will be playing the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame who, in their regional tournament, went down to Statesboro, Georgia and outlasted the host team, Georgia Southern, Texas Tech, and the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. So, the Fighting Irish will be coming into Knoxville to take on the Vols this weekend. I'm move, moving down the bracket into the. See if I can find the right section here. The. Austin Regional which of course features the host team, uh, the University of Texas. They will be moving on as the number nine national seed after defeating the Air Force Academy in the championship game of that regional tournament. Uh, they will be playing the winner of the Granville region, which was the East Carolina University Pirates. Uh, they, they outlasted Coppin State, the University of Virginia, and uh, Coastal Carolina University on their road to the Supers. The College Station Regional, and this is a theme you're going to hear throughout me breaking down these regions, is the SEC team in that region is moving on to Supers. Spoiler alert, by the way, but that just shows the strength sort of Strength that the SEC had really throughout the course of the college baseball season. Uh, the College Station Regional was won by Texas A&M. They outlasted uh, Texas Christian, Oral Roberts, and the University of Louisiana. Uh, They will be playing the Louisville Cardinals, who won the Louisville Regional after outlasting SEMO, Southeast Missouri State, Oregon, and Michigan. Uh, The Gainesville Regional, and this is the one case where the SEC team did not move on because the Florida Gators could not pull out a victory in the Gainesville Regional. That victory went to the Oklahoma Sooners who actually beat the host Florida Gators in two games. Uh, game one of the championship Series, I guess, is what it turned into. Uh, Florida actually won seven to two, but on Monday the sixth, uh, the Sooners struck back and came away with a five to four victory over the Gators to move on to the Super Regionals. Um, Oklahoma, in the the Super Regionals, will be playing Virginia Tech, winners of the Blacksburg Regional. And the Hokies outlasted Wright State, Gonzaga, and Columbia University to move on to the Supers. And... So that does it for one half of the bracket. Now, we move into the second half of the bracket, starting at the top with the Stanford Regional. Um, The Cardinal outlasted Binghamton, Texas State, and UC Santa Barbara. Stanford is the Number two national seed, by the way, which is, I I don't want to say hard to believe because Stanford typically does have a very good program, but I feel like the Pac-12 this year was not as strong as it typically has been in college baseball, but somehow the Stanford Cardinal were able to really overperform uh, everybody else in that conference. Uh, they will be playing the winners of the College Park Regional, which were the Yukon Huskies In sort of an upset because UConn won that region, I believe, as the number three seed in that region. And they were able to outlast uh, the host seeded host team, excuse me, uh, the Maryland Terrapins, to claim the region title. Uh, mo- moving down to the Chapel Hill region, the North Carolina Tar Heels were able to come away with a win. And they will be playing the winner of the Stillwater region, which were uh, not the Oklahoma State Cowboys, the host, but rather the Arkansas Razorbacks. So, uh, Wu Pig Suey is marching on to the Supers, moving down to the Coral Gables region. And I'm going to try to zoom through these last few regions Pretty quickly, so that I can get to my breakdown of the super regionals. But the Coral Gables Regional uh, was won by the Ole Miss Rebels. That uh, they will be playing the winner of the Hattiesburg Regional Tournament, which was won by the host Southern Miss. Golden Eagles which is, which will be a very interesting matchup because you have two schools in the same state playing against each other which is very good ideal for travel purposes more than anything and moving down to the Auburn Regional, the Tigers pulled away with that region, and they will be playing the winners of the Corvallis region, which were the Oregon State Beavers after having outlasted the Vanderbilt Commodores in that championship series in the Corvallis region. So that is it for the regional tournaments. Now, switching gears to this weekend's upcoming Super Regionals. uh, I guess what I'm going to do here is sort of give my predictions on what to expect and give my predictions as far as who I think will be advancing to the advancing from the super regional round to, of course, the college World Series. Uh, I'm going to sort of come back to Tennessee because I sort of want to go a little bit more in depth with the baseballs and what I'm going to say about them. But moving down the bracket in the Super Regionals, The East Carolina-Texas matchup. Ah, what do I think is going to happen here? My gullet is telling me that Texas has not had as strong a year this year as they normally have. And I think ECU is going to be a little bit too much for them, and so the first team that I have going into Omaha at the College World Series are the East Carolina Pirates. Mm. Moving on to Texas A and M and Louisville uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the aggies here again i, I just think the s e c's been a little bit too strong this season and i think that a and m is gonna get the win in this super regional of- uh, virginia tech and oklahoma uh I've got to go with the Hokies. In this one, Uh, Stanford and UConn. Uh, I'm going to go with, obviously, the second-seeded Cardinal in that one. I just think they're a little bit too strong for, and I've I've got to give credit to UConn because, as I mentioned in the regional breakdown, uh, they were sort of the uh, the upset the Cinderella team, if you will, of that region. But at the end of the day, I think Stanford is going to be just a little bit too strong. Uh, Arkansas and North Carolina. uh, I'm actually going to take the Razorbacks in this one because Arkansas has, when you go back and look at the last several years, uh, the Razorbacks have been one of the most... competitive teams in college, but not just in the SEC, but throughout college baseball. And certainly, uh, head coach Dave Van Horn, and to to some extent, former Arkansas assistant coach, Tony Vitello, I'll get to him and his team a little bit later. Uh certainly those two guys have played a big role in building the Arkansas program. And I think with that experience I'm going to take the Razorbacks in this super regional over the host tar heels. Uh, the Hattiesburg Super Regional between Southern Miss and Ole Miss, and again, as I mentioned, I think I think coaching, much like with Dave Van Horn and Arkansas, I think the job that Mike Bianco has done during his time at Ole Miss has paid really big dividends, and I think that with their experience, the Ole Miss Rebels will come away with a victory in the Hattiesburg Super Regional. And before I get back to the top of the bracket, uh, with Tennessee, I want to talk about the Corvallis Super Regional with Oregon State and Auburn Uh, and this, this one's a little bit tricky because Oregon State as I mentioned in the regional breakdown is coming off of a win against an SEC team in that region. And, of course, are now matched up with another SEC team in the Super Regional. And so this is one of those matchups where I've just got to go with my gut more than anything. And my gut is telling me that the Beavers are going to find a way to outlast the Auburn Tigers now switching gears to what I'm most what I'm obviously most excited to talk about and what many of you out there are most excited to hear about is the Knoxville super regional with Tennessee and Notre Dame and obviously I think some of you may have an idea of what my prediction of this Super Regional is going to be and For those of you who were guessing that I would sort of go to my Homer roots, as I call them, and go with Tennessee, uh, you would be correct. I am going to take the balls in this one, and I I will say the one thing that scares me about Tennessee, not just in the super regional, but and honestly, it scared it scared me a little bit in the regional round against Georgia Tech because, as I mentioned in the in the preview, uh, they had to the Vols had to really fight in the bottom of that ninth inning to stave off elimination, or stave off having to go to a game two of the championship of the Knoxville region, and really the one thing that scares me about Tennessee, not just in the Super Regionals, but once they get and if, knock on wood, if they get to Omaha in the College World Series, is how how long is it going to take the bats to wake up? Because if you really go back and look at Tennessee over the course of this year, they have the tendency to sort of sleep their way through the first five or six innings of a game offensively, and somehow in the seventh inning they'll they'll find a way to come up with 12 runs and sort of win the game in A fashion that you would not typically like to be in, like to uh, win games in, ideally, but they'll come away with a 12 6 or 12 7 win, for example, and at one point in the game, they'll be trailing six to five and find a way to come up with six or seven more runs in a single inning. So, that's really the one the one thing that concerns me as they move into the Super Regionals and, again, knock on wood, the... College World Series uh, I, I do really like the one thing that I do really like about Tennessee is their pitching staff. I think it is very phenomenal aside aside from the Redmond Walsh situation the other night. But let me pull up some of their stats here. And again, right over the course of the year, Redmond, Redmond Walsh has not been uh, terrible. Uh, he's he's posted a two five eight ERA. Uh, he's four he's four and one on the season, and. He's given up 25 hits and 12 runs, which is not terrible, obviously. But um, one of the guys that really intrigues me on Tennessee's pitching staff is Ben Joyce. And for, the, for those of you who may not be familiar with Ben Joyce, and I'm, sh- I'm sure some of you out there have seen the videos of the man throwing a baseball at a whopping speed of up to 105, 106 miles per hour, which at the college level is... Really unheard of, but let me go ahead and pull up some of Ben Joyce's statistics. Uh, ben Joyce has posted a two four eight ERA with a two and one record. He's given up. Six to only sixteen hits and ten runs. And as I said, obviously can throw the ball a hundred and five and obviously, excuse me, can throw a one hundred and five mile per hour fastball, which is as I said, really unheard of at the college level. I mean, I've been i don't think I've seen a guy uh, throw a throw a baseball that fast since uh, Ricky Vaughn in Major League. But that just speaks to the sort of beast-like level that Ben Joyce has been performing at this season. So, just to wrap up, the Tennessee-Notre Dame Super Regional, the pitching does not concern me. What What does concern me to an extent is... The offensive consistency and can the Vols sort of put together more productive offensive innings and not have to rely on a big 7 or 8 run 6th or 7th inning to come away with a victory. In a game that is a lot closer than the final score would indicate. But having said all of that, uh, I do have to go back to my Homer roots, as they say, and pick the baseballs to march on to the... College World Series, which will be, let me go ahead and look that up up here so that you guys can have it marked on your calendar. Uh, In the upcoming weeks, this year, the College World Series Begins on Thursday, June 16th. So that will be next Thursday, obviously. And the Super Regionals again, as I mentioned, are this weekend beginning tomorrow. And it's just going to be a very interesting weekend in college baseball because as a fan, this is really, and the, t- the whole tournament is really the time that everybody focuses on college baseball. But as I said, I think it's one of the most probably one one of the most undercovered uh sports that or sporting events that is going on at this point in the year and that sort of disappoints me because uh when you watch some of these games uh they can be very exciting And obviously, college takes a backseat to Major League Baseball, but at the end of the day, I think that Super Regionals this weekend are going to be very exciting and interesting, and we're just going to be waiting on the edges of our seats as Super Regionals conclude and we see who the eight teams are that end up making it to Omaha. So with that, I guess that is going to wrap up today's edition of the Jim Bratton Sports Podcast. Jim Braddon Sports Podcast. Uh, I thank you guys again so much for listening. On another another note, stay tuned for tomorrow night. Switching gears from college baseball to the NBA. Uh, Game four of the finals will be tomorrow night. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Golden State Warriors respond after losing last night's game to the Boston Celtics, who have now taken a two games to one lead in that series. And I'm hopefully going to have a lot more Coming up on the finals as that series gets ready to. As that, uh, excuse me, as that series sort of winds down as they get closer to crowning a NBA champion. And. That's just one of, one of the many things that I look forward to talking about on the Jim Bratton Sports Podcast. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I do very much appreciate it, and I will see you soon.